Welcome to Magic with Gadgets, brought to you by RecipeThis.com. I am Samantha, your host, and love to chat about the magic of kitchen gadgets for easy, delicious and cheap everyday cooking. Can I just say that recipe development for a cookbook is hard work? But on the other side of things, you know what I don't have to do? I don't have to take photos. Sometimes it feels like when I'm doing a day of recipe testing for recipe this, it's all about the natural light and having to be done by a certain time of the day. So this means that now that I'm doing recipes for a cookbook, I have no off time. I've forgotten that I should sit down and take a rest by 4pm because I don't need to take the photos. So it doesn't matter if I'm testing and testing and testing air fry recipes in the dark because there's no photos for me to do, minus the behind the scenes photos I'm taking for you guys. So that is adding to really, really long days. But, you know, I'm on a mission to create at least 120 perfect air fryer recipes for the cookbook. They have to be absolutely perfect. Pass lots lots of recipe testers as well and be spot on so that no matter where you live in the world, you'll be able to follow them where you live. So what what we did is just before the Christmas holidays, we put up a whiteboard listed all the recipes on the whiteboard and then scribbled them out as we'd done them and it just felt such an achievement each time we finished a chapter and we we did some of our favourite easiest chapters first just to get us going and to get us buzzing about these recipes so no surprise that uh, potatoes and breakfast recipes came pretty much straight away and um the fish recipes is going to probably be the one that I do last. Not that I don't love fish, it's just I find potato recipes so much easier to do. And I chose over Christmas to do the baking recipes because then the kids can be involved and when you're eating really, really bad over Christmas, then you can be doing all the... um, all the baking recipes then thinking, right, calories don't count, it's Christmas time kind of thing. So we did all those then and we had a great time, I must admit. And the recipe development, of course, um, started, uh, I'm just thinking when it was, um, it started kind of Halloween time. So our first lot of recipes was tested in our previous house. We then um, bought a house, went on holiday to Lapland, uh, which if you've not heard of Lapland before, it's like a a Santa's paradise um, in Finland. So plenty of snow, meeting Santa, going on husky rides and all that kind of thing. And then that's just for a weekend. So you're like getting up for the airport at 3 a.m., and you go in Friday morning, you're back Monday, so it's a very exhausting weekend. So to then jump in Monday morning, right, I need to do some more recipes, it's quite a challenge. And then the weekend after we were in Lapland, uh, we moved into our house. So if you head over um, to Recipe This and you search for our uh, recipe testing uh, 
podcast episode, which has got all the photos we took, what will surprise you is they're in two different kitchens. And that's because one was us before we moved house and one was us afterwards. So it was very much different how it'd normally be. And of course, moving house is stressful, but I'm still debating whether bringing out a cookbook or moving house is the most stressful of the two or getting everything ready for the kids for Christmas. You know, I still can't decide which was the most stressful. But anyway, as as I'm recording this, uh, we're, we're well into the new year now, so Christmas just feels like a lifetime ago now. So... When we were actually testing these recipes, you probably want to know how it went and everything. So firstly, we had the original list of agreed recipes um, with our publisher, who is lovely, by the way, and gives me brilliant feedback, tells me things that she thinks should be in the cookbook, what shouldn't be in the cookbook, and we kind of land somewhere in the middle on a compromise which is great because I'm quite happy with the compromises that have been made. And then I'll also go back to her and say, this recipe works great in my Phillips air fryer, but it's just uh, not as good in some of the other air fryers. So we need to cut this one, but can we replace it with this one instead? So whilst you're starting off um, with 100 recipes, by the time you've tested everything, several times and you've replaced some of the recipes that wasn't working you've cooked 500 different uh, air fry recipes which sounds absolutely crazy so some organization has happened for example when we've been doing pies we've been doing them back to back because then I can mass make some of my pastry and then we can go from one to another to another and then Dominic can quickly roll out the pastry for me and then we're ready to go and it just makes it so much easier and then on top of that um, when you're using similar um, ingredients for the baking recipes you can just buy the ingredients once you've got all the supplies there and you can go from one recipe to another and I also had the kids help him so I recall telling George that he needed to be really, really precise when he was weighing out the raisins. So he poured some in slightly over and then I watched him reduce them down a little bit. I also love the fact that they're brilliant at prep. So they were cracking eggs into bowls and things like that. They were doing the mixing. Uh, as you would expect, they were always there whenever any um, sweet treats were happening. So think anything that involved chocolate or sugar and they were there with bells on. There was no stopping them. And because they've been going to baking class for quite a while now, they're also very, very good at all this stuff as well, which is brilliant. And then the first funny thing I remember when we were doing the cookbook uh, was George and the cheese. I'd done... Um, a few different uh, types of chips or as they're also called in the cookbook fries and what I've done is I've done a load and I've kind of filled the worktop with all these different type of chips that had been going on and been pulled out of the air fryer tested that one's all right no that one isn't this one makes it better let's add this seasoning whatever so there's lots of them and among them 
was um, some cheesy chips. I mean, who doesn't love chips with cheese on? So I shouted to the kids. I said, kiddies, chips. And they both came running into the kitchen. And George pushed Sophia out the way so that he could grab the chop of the cheese off these cheesy chips. And I managed to capture a photo of him as he's getting all this cheese going on. And Sophia looks well mad with him. You know, but there was plenty more cheesy chips going along, but she wanted those that he was having. So there you go. And another one of our cooking fans was, of course, Ali. Our boxer is almost four now, and she is there when there's any kind of food going on. And she she seemed to take the most delight to watching uh, Dominic when he was breading chicken for the air fryer. I mean, uh, she just loved looking up at him. She's like, oh, is that mine? Oh, no, I didn't get that bit. Oh, I'm still hopeful I'm going to get some. Well, no, Ali didn't get any of that because of all the seasonings that was on it. But she got plenty of the leftover chicken that hadn't been seasoned, that was cooked separately for her. And yes, we gave her a bit of the bacon as well. And she absolutely loved it. And another question I always get asked, what happens to all this food? You've cooked 500 recipes or thereabouts. What's happened to it? Well, some of it has been complete disasters. Unfortunately, it's gone in the bin. Um, I found this elderly guy on Facebook through one of the Facebook groups in my local area. He's a farmer, he's on his own, um, and he's not very good at cooking. Recently we did, and we made sure a good batch of food went to him. Um, We've also given quite a bit of food to our neighbours as well. We've got an elderly uh, neighbour across the road that's on her own, so we've taken her lots of stuff. And then we've got a mum who lives a few doors down and she's got two small kids who will eat anything and they'll get through the food just as easily as we will. So I'll often uh, take a few bits down to her and um, we've eaten a fair bit and quite a bit has actually been frozen. You know, air fried food is brilliant once cooked if you can't manage all the leftovers to load it into the freezer you know, uh, obviously, if you've already reheated the food, you can't reheat the meat again. So this does limit on a few things. But let's say we were having a weekend of recipe testing and we did 25 recipes. What would actually happen to most of that food is it would just go in the fridge and we just reheat it. And it meant that we didn't have to cook for the rest of the week. And also our friend Sarah, she's taken plenty home with her as well because she's got two boys that are like 14 and 16. So the kind of age where um, they go through all the food she buys really, really quick. So by having some extra food in, it saves the cooking for them a few times. And she's also one of our testers as well. So it gives us the chance to give her ingredients for recipes at the same time as having a clear out of our own leftovers um for example there's been some flavored chickens we've been doing they're not to dominic's liking i can't eat that much chicken myself so i've just put some whole chickens into ziploc bags for her and she's been able to take those home with her so that's where most of the leftovers have gone 
But what's even more exciting, which I wasn't expecting to happen, is that the uh, cookbook is now available for uh, for pre-order. It's not normally available this soon. I was actually told at first by the publishers that it wouldn't be happening until April. And then because so many of our readers have already asked about pre-orders, we're actually opening it early, which is absolutely fantastic because that means you can get it at the best price and then you're locked in and you know that if things go crazy and there's none available, then you know that because you pre-ordered, you're guaranteed your copy. So it's just brilliant and it also helps with the supply just to make sure there's enough for everyone and if the pre-orders are going really well, then more can be printed and there's not going to be a problem with none being available, which is brilliant. So if you head over to recipethis.com and simply search pre-order cookbook, then you can get your copy there. And I just can't wait. It's just so exciting. And it's just an interesting process because we've never brought out a cookbook before. So it's interesting learning about how publishing works, who does what, how many people are involved. I mean, there's a lot of people involved in every cookbook and it's just a fascinating process that I'm just enjoying sharing with you. So do head over and pre-order yourself a copy and we can't wait to be sharing our Airfire cookbook with you soon. Then, of course, we'll be back next month on the podcast where we'll share with you what it was like to actually photo the cookbook as we go into the studio. Well, that is a wrap. I recommend you head over to RecipeThis.com and check out all the kitchen gadget recipes. After all, there are more than a thousand to choose from. Also, please, please, please leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode because the more reviews means the more people will find us and learn about the magic of cooking with kitchen gadgets. We've also created an awesome podcast index for you at recipethis.com forward slash podcast. You can grab all links mentioned, resources and explore other episodes. Thanks again for listening and ciao for now. (laughs) 